Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jenny, I'm going to be honest, I don't want to start the episode cross with you, but I do feel like you've betrayed me. I think think that's fair. Uh, welcome to two new mums. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, so it was last episode because our babies are um, Eden's nine months, mine, and Bear is ten months. So we yeah. are approaching the big one. Yeah. You said to me in the last episode we were sort of talking about how a lot of the antenatal groups now because you know obviously the babies all turn one at the same time they're sort of organising these lavish parties and they're sending invites and we were like no we're just going to keep it low key what did you send me this week Jenny? a big fat Bear's first birthday invite with um, cartoon animals all over it rainbow coloured um, Amy, what started off so small has gone massive now. I'm way, I'm so deep in. I was like, this is like a Kardashian birthday party. What in fresh hell are you doing to me? I was thinking, I oh, it's all right. We're going to be low key. I'm, you know, Eden. I'm planning a few family members and a Viennetta if she's lucky. Maybe a Colin <laughs> the caterpillar cake, um, or as I said, a nice cake basically that I can eat. But you've got a- not only have you got animals on your invite, right? It looks yeah. really good. Yeah. But you're not even having it at home. You've hired yeah. a venue. And Jenny, I noticed on there there was a bouncy castle. So so he can't bounce yet. I know, but there's so many kids coming now and I'm so excited. It's so weird what happens. What started off as me waking up one morning and thinking in a low mood and thinking, do you know what would be nice is trying to plan his birthday party. And then I, and then it just spiraled. And before I knew it, I was downloading an app to make invitations. What? I was going to say, how do you even make, I wouldn't even know how to make an invite that looked like that. You downloaded an app. Wow. Okay. And I had to do that thing where I did a five day free trial, but I uh, then cancelled sold it immediately after I'd made the invite because I'm not paying for an invite app because when else well probably next year I'll make well, an invite next year exactly yeah, yeah yeah anything with bear and then yeah we've got this village hall which is so nice and we, we've hired a bouncy castle and soft play to come which oh will all be personalised god what uh, what yeah. do you mean oh my god Kylie Jenner what do you mean so it's like safari themed and it will say like bear's wild one on it it's like and it's like a ball pit and other bits and then 
my friend is a wedding DJ, so we have a PA system like. Oh, shut up. Get out. You're an absolute joke. We, I said to lovely little Kerry, who um, owns the Village Hall or runs the Village Hall, I had to say to her really quietly, like, Kerry, can we bring alcohol? And she was like, yep. So there'll be booze. There'll be a cold buffet. Um, and it's... Right, the capacity of the venue is 120 and we may exceed it at this point. Shut the front door. With who? Like, what? Who's got that many friends? In fact, have you got are they all Bear's friends or your friends? I'm I've so I've invited confused. everyone. I've invited everyone. And turns out, like, it's not like, you know, if you do a girls' party, uh, you invite all the girls. When you do a kids' party, you invite the couple and their kids. So for every oh. what normally would be one, there's five. So it's... A, it spirals really quickly. So here we are. Wow. Uh, I mean, look, I'm going to try and make it because, yes. you know, Jenny and I, you may not know this, Jenny and we've not even met each other's babies yet, have we? Have we? Gosh, no. no. Because we, we don't live anywhere near each other. So this is always recorded remotely. So this would be a good opportunity. And goodness me, I want to see it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, but also, right, if you're listening to this and you don't want to throw a big lavish party, don't. Because it wasn't my plan. I just spiraled. We're going to talk about it. But I've been feeling really low. And this genuinely was good for me and made me feel good. But if doing this is a stress for you, do not feel the pressure to do it. And it's right. really fine to just have a barbecue at your home. I say just. That's a lovely thing to do. Um, also, we don't really have a big garden. So it being at ours isn't really an option. So I was always okay. going to have to hire somewhere. Um, but whatever you do, as long as you're enjoying it. But yeah, Amy, it's, it is turning into like what's um, Northwest's second birthday or whatever. One of the I Kardashians' mean, I mean, kids. Kim and Kanye's, yeah, I'm inspired. Um, but also I'm not doing it, Eden. Um, so I... <laughs> so um, there's a primary school at the end of our road. Yes, I know. Convenient. Um, God, anyway, that's good. So at three o'clock... Every day, weekday, Peggy sits and barks. It's just her thing at all the kids coming out, out the window, and sometimes Eden joins us. Anyway, yesterday, Kenny went, he shouted downstairs, he went, come and look, quick, quick, come upstairs. And as I went to look out, and all the like kids are coming out of school, there was, Jenny, I kid you not, it was, at first I was a bit worried, if I'm honest, because um, it was a, a princess carriage with a horse-drawn carriage with two white horses. What? But the... But the guys either side of it, you know, when you see a funeral, I was worried it was a funeral because they were dressed in the top hat and tails. And I was like, oh, my God. And then and then we realized all the kids were getting in and it was full of balloons. So it wasn't. But it did, did think it was. Anyway, it was obviously someone's a kid's birthday. And that's how they were picked up from school. No. In a horse-drawn carriage. Yeah, I posted it on our two new mums Instagram. I don't know if you saw it, but my goodness, how extra is that? How did I miss that? What? I'll go that's... and have a look. They're still there. But yeah. That's Wild. one of those things where, again, I'm going to say this and probably end up doing it, but where you think the kid is going to ask for that. Of course they are, but they're absolutely not going to get it. Um, I that mean, kid did that day. Wow, what a day for that child. Where I do you wonder go what birth- Yeah, well, this is it. What birthday was that? Because when you're at primary school, what's your biggest birthday? Probably age 10. But the kids look younger than that. So five, yeah. What, what do you do the year after you've sent a horse-drawn carriage to pick you and your mates up from school. I don't know, because everything will be a disappointment from there on in. Um, Gosh, I also want to know the welfare of the horses, because they do this a lot on Blackpool Front, and they have these horses <laughs> pulling these, like, Katie yeah. Price wedding carts, and I really feel for those horses. Well, I was so, quite livid, because they left a package on the on the road, which... Oh, um, gosh you know and, and well. Eden witnessed it has she mentioned it since because obviously you're having conversations <laughs> with Eden now because well, she's so sure. advanced um I mean it's in her brain isn't it so I imagine that's just what she'll be expecting 
Um, oh no! In April, but do you know what? When I mentioned, I mentioned on Instagram. Don't mention, don't think about this, Eden. Don't get any ideas because you're just getting a Vianetta. And someone messaged me and went, <laughs> buy several Vianettas and put them in a line in the middle of the table, and it's quite something. And I'm really excited by that prospect. I say Vianetta. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is your thing, but in, as I was growing up for our family, because Vianetta was big in the eighties, um, or posh. It's really cheap now, isn't it? But my mum would get us a Viennetta on a birthday. So that was all we would... That was like sign it was a birthday as we'd have Viennetta ice cream. Viennetta is delicious. Even now, I would never think to buy it. But if someone asked me if I wanted some, my answer would always be yes. Always, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The crunch Um, and the... Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, that's happening. What a... Staggering, really. But yeah. I mean, I don't know whether... Today, Eden, I was doing um, a little workout earlier and had these tiny weights... And Eden picked one of them up, so she is ready for CrossFit, CrossFit. as we mentioned before. Um, <laughs> oh I've also discovered she's ticklish this week, which has been a lot of fun. Oh, how nice! Where does she yeah. like a tickle? Well, under a chin really makes oh, a laugh. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Which has been really good fun. Um, Just uh, don't you think your whole day from morning till night, apart from obviously keeping them alive and fed and well, your whole aim all day is to just make them laugh. So if you've got an easy win, like you could tickle them, Mm. you're cruising now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a good one to have in your armor, isn't it? Um, But also, it's uh, yeah, it's been an interesting one. I wanted to highlight this because I sort of didn't think much about it this morning, and then a couple of hours I realised how quite big a deal it was. So I know I don't like talking about sleep too much, but. So we're having a bit of a weird time. I'll come on to this in a minute, but I'm sort of spending half time up at my mum's at the moment and half back at home. So it's a little bit disruptive for Eden at my mum's. I don't really have a, I don't have a cot set up. So she's, so basically we went from getting her down in the cot every night and it's been going touch wood pretty well to having to have a co-sleep with me again. And you know, mm. I was like really, and before I was doing a bit of half and half maybe. Mm-hmm. And you know how I was very pro co-sleep. All of a sudden, now I've gone back to full-time co-sleeping. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. No. <laughs> because, We've changed. Well, because I've realised she sleeps better in the cot without me because she must smell me or something. Yeah. She's just on me all night. She just wants feeding. And I know she doesn't need milk, but she is like, she'll go down mm, kind of easier and she'll probably stay a bit more settled easier. So I'm not getting out of bed, obviously, but she's just, oh, she just wants it so much because it's just there. Yeah. And I don't I don't think she sleeps better. I think she actually, whereas last night was the first night back in our house in the cot and it was a bit trickier than normal because I think she was a bit like, whoa, I'm back here. But she did go straight down and then she woke a couple of times. And then, now this is the little win. And you know when you realise you've made a bit of progress, but it didn't seem like much last night. But if you told me this a few months ago, I would have been so delighted. But basically she woke in the night uh, she slept for a decent stretch woke at about 4am I couldn't try to feed her back to sleep and I just thought I don't want her back I even tried to get her in the bed she wasn't having it I just thought I can't be bothered I put her in the car and I sort of left her for a minute and was like sat on the floor and then eventually obviously Kenny woke up and he went I'll do it and he got her back to sleep now that's probably nothing to you because I know you've always been a, been both good at doing that, but because I've, I've I've just been feeding to sleep for so long. Yeah. But he got it's it's not actually the first time he's done it, but um he's got a new technique and he can get her to sleep and that is, huge. I only realised today how huge that is. Like it's kind of a tiny win, but actually, going forward, it's just that little progress. Yeah. That yeah, like at month three when I was feeding her every two hours or whatever it was, I just thought there's no way I'm ever going to be able to leave her overnight or leave her with him. And now it's, it's complete. That's such a difference. You know, I, I can, 
I could be away for a night and not be particularly worried. So it's, it's just, yeah, looking out for those little wins because that could have easily passed me by last night. Yeah, and that's instantly half the load for you because yeah. now it's fully shared. Mm. And what what a weight off your shoulders to just, because that load is heavy even, you know, we've been doing it half the whole time because we didn't breastfeed or anything. So it's still heavy. So to have half shaved off is great for you, Amy. That's oh. a massive moment. It's huge. It's so funny because he was like, you know, he was, he'll come downstairs this morning and be like, oh, got us to sleep last night. And I was like, <laughs> brilliant. I'm like, great. And so yeah. you shall every night. Well yeah. done, you. You found your calling. I'll have a lovely night's full sleep. Thank you. And so, it's one of them where you really, really let them know it was great for doing it. Like, oh, I found that quite sexy oh, yeah. when you did that. Just so oh, they like clever. do it, want to do it more. You know, like Christian makes really good mash and it's like, oh, you know, when you make that mash, oh, it's so great. You know, like, yeah. you just they really, need it. Don't yeah. they? You shouldn't have to do it because we just do it anyway. That stuff yeah. and we don't get that. But. But yeah, they just need it for their ego. So, oh, good, good plan. Yeah, I'll really, I'll really ham it up. Maybe I'll buy oh, you, a gift. What your am I dressing talking about? gown. Your dressing gown looked so sexy as you were rocking her on the baby monitor. Oh, hold me back. And then, sorry, <laughs> got to go to sleep. It's like he went at some point. Yeah, he went um, today. Oh yeah, well, I got got her to sleep with that technique, and he was really proud of himself. And I just said. And he said, "Oh, I'm a bit tired." And I went, "You do know that that's what I've been doing since she was born." <laughs> Like I do that every single night. And yes, yeah. I have got the magic power of my boob and sometimes it will take a minute to get her back. To mm. But, but I still have like get woken and that is what I've been doing. So just FYI. <laughs> um, yeah. Welcome to hell. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Come on in. Um, oh, gosh. Amazing. Well, that's yeah. great. I'm really pleased for you. Thank you. Thank you. How are your... Um, how are your spots? We were just talking about our skin oh. because, um, yeah, it must be, again, delicious hormones doing their oh, work. Yeah, so I, we're like on a video call right now and we're recording this on a weekend. So I'm in basically my pyjamas un, unwashed and have no makeup on. And my skin, I just clocked it when I looked. It, it's so... But I'm, I'm... Why have I got spots? Like, I can't really see those, but... Oh, are they under the skin? They hurt. They're like, yes. You know, the ones that are so sore, they hurt, the little dicks. And then I've got them like on your temple where they hurt, in your eyebrow where they hurt. Yeah. Um, it's not even T-zone at this point. It's the entire face. They're everywhere. I swear you told me once different spots yeah. have different sort of meanings. Because last month I had the worst, I had those, the ones that you, that are so unsatisfying, you can't even pop them. Like they just hurt, they're under your skin and they don't come to any fruition and they just give you headaches. Is that, what's that? Whereas now I've got some that I can at least pop a bit. So what's the, what do they mean? I can't remember. <laughs> I think you told me, I think you told me the hard ones are like, proper hormone ones whereas right. the other ones are just a bit I don't know what the other ones are but I mean of course they're all hormones yeah and I'm definitely not washing my pillowcases as much as I would if I had no child so that it could also just be oh filmed. god I don't it know could... if I've done that in the last nine months <laughs> <laughs> did you see Stacey Solomon was saying you should change your bed sheets every week and I thought well I'm disgusted how is she doing any of it I know how is that woman and Stacey I'm a fan right, right. but she's yep. got this beautiful home that she's doing up and I'm quite mesmerized by it she's doing like non-stop diy and crafting right mm -hmm. and she's like super like anal and clean and has everything organized and she just keeps popping out kids 
and changing her bed sheets every week. Right, tell tell us, Stace, what on earth like is your secret here? Yeah, got because I don't know if she has help, but you've got to tell us if you do because this isn't fair. Or Stacey. you can't be changing. Oh. Stop. Yeah, just stop it. Stop for the love of God. I mean, I was going to come on to this later, but it works well now. I was listening to a podcast with um. It was Alex Jones, the TV presenter, who I'm, I love. I think she's brilliant. She's really yeah. great. And she was talking, she's got three kids and she's got a new fertility show, actually, which I'm really interested in watching. Yeah. And um, a TV show that she's filmed. And she was talking about how when she went to film it, she just had a baby and the baby was, her third baby was four weeks old. And she just, she did say, oh, you know, the baby was being looked after over in the pub across the road and I had to nip, um, nip over and keep feeding. But I was like, Alex... No, I need more. I need more on this. I need more on your childcare setup because this is the thing that's bothering me so much at the moment and I'm struggling because just like, you know, when you don't have any family nearby like we don't, you're looking at options and it's really hard unless you get a full-time... Maybe she's got a full-time nanny because that's actually easier to get than trying to find someone to come around ad hoc, I'm finding. Like, I can't find someone for a random weekend. Maybe you employ a full-time nanny. But just tell us, Alex, because I'm just screaming at the radio, like my podcast going, can you just tell me your childcare setup just so I can understand? Yeah. How are you doing it? Because you've got three kids. You're filming a TV series when you've got a four-week-old. Let's not normalise that, please. Tell us what's going on. Because for me, I'm approaching a year and I'm struggling. I'm like, feel like I'm drowning. So, you know, with the thought of work and other things, Oh, just let us, celebrities, just be transparent, please, for the love of God. I remember after four weeks, I was like, I was sick and tired of not being able to do much after my C-section. So I did, did a load of laundry after four weeks. And I bled so much that the midwife really bollocked me over the phone and said, stay in bed. What are you doing? You've just had major surgery. And I had a whole day in bed and the blood was crazy and I was terrified that was like four weeks after bear so yeah this going back to work although great if you can we do need more information because it shouldn't just be blanket because then people will start expecting that of every person who's just had a baby and it's impossible it's all individual yeah totally and I think um yeah I think you've got to be you know and for I think we've said this before before I had a baby I would see a lot of professional women and women in the media especially and on social media who were going back to work really soon and I just thought oh they've just got such a great work ethic I think I'll be like that because I've always Mm. I've always considered myself to have a very good work ethic but now I'm I'm like no what were you doing like yeah physically impossible uh, for most people I think unless you're just have you got a mum that's there on hand most of the days have you like just tell us yeah it makes you feel so <laughs> inadequate and just i don't know i feel like i think I also just... you know this stands i know we we, we have to forget that it even happened because so much has happened since but i think this stands for pregnancy too like i i've got friends who one's a vet and she said she had awful morning sickness but she went into work every day and it's in the 12 weeks where people don't know and she was having to operate on animals and run out and be sick and run back and i said why did you do that and she was like because all my other colleagues turned up when they were 12 weeks pregnant and i'm like but maybe their morning sickness wasn't that bad and maybe they were able to perhaps you shouldn't have because it's that thing isn't it where if you're listen to your body because some people everyone carries different Mm. and I think that's the thing isn't it sometimes you see people in pregnancy going up a mountain and sometimes you see people that are you know 
struggling to go up the stairs and mm. that again is like <laughs> let's not just normalize things like you're, you're great if you can but not everyone can and that's fine and you feel a bit like people are, will be thinking wow you're a superwoman going back to work mm. and it's kind of like what well, no let's not I don't know I, I I didn't feel I wouldn't have felt like a superwoman like I'm not gonna get into that but for me I was just like there's nowhere else I'm gonna be than 100 percent 24 hours looking after this baby and that's all I could physically do you know because yeah. it was so demanding those first few months alone but yeah I, I, I don't begrudge anyone going back to work your choice but just tell us your childcare. that's all yeah. I want to know <laughs> it's all I ever want to know yeah because you don't know she might be self-employed have no maternity pay and absolutely have to go back to work so great you go girl go get that money go get them greens but tell us what's happening at home yeah tell us who's got the baby and how it works please another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. juggle is ongoing it's a lot um look we're going to um talk about something which is quite i don't i don't want it to be like heavy and i also don't want to worry anyone who's pregnant that's just being really honest but we're jenny and i are both like well nine and ten months in now having babies and we had a chat the other day yeah about where we were at and i think like when i spoke to you on whatsapp the other night we were in both in such a low place mm-hmm. and um i think we should probably address address where we are yeah, uh, ju- just to kind of help normalize it a little bit, I think, because so I also wanted to say as well, like, because I know, like you say, every single person's journey with a baby and their pregnancy is different. Hormones hit differently. I just want to say from the offset that actually since having a baby hormonally, yeah, it's not been as bad as I thought. And actually, I the, the times that I've really struggled with sleep depri- deprivation, that is when I've been like four months horrendous aside Mm. from that like I've kind of felt okay until last month and the reason that is is because um I had some really bad news about my mum um I don't want to go too much into her health but she's basically it's cancer diagnosis and um we all know how heavy that is and it's been a worrying time and she's had to have an operation and I'm now trying to get up there as much as possible I don't live near my mum anymore a couple of hours away so all of a sudden, in the space of a couple of weeks, my life, well, since the first week of January, really, my life's just sort of turned on its head a bit. And it's, um, I found myself on afternoons or days or whatever, just so low mm-hmm. because I realise the mental load of everything is is so much. You know, yeah. where you just think, I can't do this. Yeah. And it's... Um, it's kind of like trying to juggle. Obviously, you're keeping your baby alive and you want to do everything for them. You're also trying to keep on top of, you know, keeping the house clean. We're doing a podcast. We're both still working. You know, yeah, we get to work from home, but we are still working. Um, I'm thinking of going back to work into the studio and all that kind of stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, 
I feel, and, and with no, we don't have childcare here. And I, I, again, I don't know an answer to that at the moment. And I've just had days where I just think I can't, I can't handle this all. It's so much. And Kenny's brilliant. He'll take Eden off me whenever I need and need a break. But it's, it's not even that. It's just, it's kind of all, like my brain is operating in, I think, complete survival mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sort of in that first few months when you've had a baby because he'll say things to me. Kenny will say things and then an hour later I'm asking something and he's like, we had that conversation. I'm not retaining anything. Yeah. I've, I think you've probably asked me stuff and I've probably had to, had to ask you to repeat it. I was, ch- I was on the phone to my friend the other day about something and then I messaged her two hours later and I had to ask her again. And my, nothing's going, nothing's going in and staying in because all I can focus on is Eden and my mum and both of them staying alive at the yeah. moment. And it's like, it's so intense. Mm-hmm. And then um, obviously going up to my mum's house is great. Like I, I, feel we- I feel weird being at home without not being near her. I want to be near her at the moment. When I'm at hers, it's really hard because suddenly I don't have, I don't have all the resources that you've made your house, how, you know, we've baby proofed our house. You've got a stair yeah. gate, whatever. You've got the plate, we've got the playpen, we've got the jumper. I didn't take any of that. All of a sudden, Eden's walking. It's constant. Yeah. You know, like I said in the last episode, I had to say to Kenny, you've got to come and help me because I can't, I can't do this. And my mum's got really steep stairs and all this kind of stuff. It's like the worst baby house ever. Beautiful house, but, <laughs> and it's just been like, yeah, when we were messaging in bed the other night, I just felt like I've, I'm running on absolute fumes. I'm running on empty yeah. and it's, uh, it's really hard because all the things you would normally do to kind of sort yourself out, whether it's go to the gym or go to a spot, you know, you've not got that at your disposal easily anymore. Yeah. Um, I actually found myself going for a drive with Eden to get her to sleep and just pulled into a lay-by and had a nap and just sat in silence just to kind of like gather myself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's, first of all, you, of course you feel like this. You are doing amazing. I said that to you the other night and we were both kind of shared the love with one another, but you are doing amazing. You're looking after your mum and you're looking after a child and how on earth can you then look after yourself? And I think... Um, when you have a child, you're in fight or flight, aren't you? All yeah. the time, anyway. Your cortisol levels are high, the stress levels are high. And this, you know, this news with your mum would have been impossible and incredibly hard and devastating if you didn't have a kid. But then when you throw in a kid in the mix as well, it is entirely impossible. And I don't know what the answer is when you feel overwhelmed, but I'm sure the the first thing to do, which is good, is like recognise it and talk like we both have and we've spoken to each other about how we've been feeling because then you can at least start to process it and make sense of something that feels that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um but yeah, it is it is that it's it's too much and it's too hard and as a mum you will always put yourself at the back which is wrong. I spoke to a mental health advisor this week and she said if you're not looking after yourself she said you're the most important person in the room even when you're with your kid and I know that sounds weird but if you're not full, what have you got to give to your kid? And she said, you know, ask for help. And I was saying, but I, I can't, I I find that really hard. Like I I do, I do have more childcare options, I think than you and Amy, because I live near my friends and family, but I I also, I'm not willing to allow it yet. And she said, but sometimes second best is okay. 
And that hit me and I thought, actually, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you think, well, they're not going to do as good of a job as me, but second best is okay. And if you're in situations like this where you're feeling so low, you have to take that second best option and that's fine. Mm. Um, and it's just starting to have these conversations and figure out ways to get some sort of plan to look after yourself as well when that feels like the last thing you can do or want to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And I, I feel a bit like, you know, nine months in, you should have it sort of sorted. And some things you have, you know, you've got a bit of a routine going and you kind of know what your baby's like. And, and there's so many wonderful things about it as well, you know, mm. and they're, they're a bit, they are easier. They are a bit easier, although arguably because Eden's walking more tiring because I am just mm. constantly. But um, yeah, I just, I feel like maybe you're meant to have it all sort of nailed down and you sort of, I just thought I, I thought it'd be good we talk about this to show that it's not always the case. Yeah. You know, um, especially when you get a curveball, and I think that's the thing with like my mum is just that is a curveball, and suddenly it's a lot more to take on, and uh, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's yeah, you sort of I don't know. It's sometimes it's nice having Eden because at least it's a distraction from it, you know. But it's yeah. um yeah, it's just when those unexpected things happen, as they do in life for everyone. It's just how you then carry on the juggle and keep yourself together it's it's so hard um I had a moment where it's because I've had a couple of things happen not sort of like one big thing you know like more like a few things that add up and you just sort of start to feel a bit hopeless and I definitely went into myself and was not admitting it and I was fighting with Christian lots and like pushing him away and I had to actually sit down with him and say I think I'm depressed. I don't want to get upset. And oh, he said, I know. And he was oh, like, but I wanted you to say it. And you know when, do you know what's scary is how easy it is to hide and carry on as normal. And of course we have to, because we have children. And then I went to speak to the doctor and she said yes it's it's severe depression and that's hard to process because that's scary and you think it can just come and I think it can really scare you how quickly it can come and how it takes quite a long time to realize that it's there and I'm barely holding it together at the moment I find it hard to shower I can't sometimes I can't I don't know it's it's totally impossible and I'm sorry I'm not doing this for sympathy but I think it's so important to talk about it and I know it's okay for me to be like this and I I don't feel silly for getting upset anymore and I don't feel like I need to pretend I've got it all together because you're not a a better parent if you have it all together I think if people look at us online or listen to this podcast and hear us laughing that's what I'm saying it's very easy to hide Mm. and I think you know that's why it's important when you know people with kids or people that just have a lot on to check in with them, ask if they're okay. And if they say, yeah, ask them again. Yeah. Because it's not always as simple as it seems, but um, yeah, I think we're both just feeling yeah, quite beaten down. And look, what you need to know is, and I'm sure you do, but you need to hear it, is that you don't need to have a reason to be depressed that's not how depression works it's a chemical imbalance yeah you know and your chemicals and your hormones and just not even that and just the intensity of what's happened in our lives and having a baby and that 
the absolute weight of responsibility. Yeah. It's like I, we were messaging and I said, you can't drop, you can't have a day where you drop the ball. Yeah. You can't have a day where, you know, what, because it's like you've got this tiny baby that is, is huge and you don't have to have, you don't have to have like bad news about your mum for that to be a reason to get depressed. Like it's not something that you're in control of you know yeah. and this is it's just the weight of a lot of things coming together it could be anything you know and it's I think this is the thing with um I actually discussed this with my mum when when she had me her last baby which was obviously 40 years ago yeah they they spent 10 days in hospital mm-hmm. and they spent that 10 days learning how to wash your baby how to get used to your bed all that kind of stuff and now we are I was, you, you know, I know your, your situation was a bit different with Bear, but I was told I could go home the afternoon. I'd had, I had at Eden at 7am in the morning. I was told I could go home in the afternoon. I was still pumped yeah. with drugs. I didn't know what I was doing, you know. So I went home the next day and then I'm on the floor the day after that crying in the kitchen because I'm so overwhelmed because I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. And I'm, I've just been through this absolute car crash of a week. And you're supposed to do this huge responsibility. And, and the, the reality is, unless someone really takes that baby off you for a couple of days, you don't get a day off and, uh, no. again, you know, no. or you have that spa day or you have whatever it is. So this is why the whole self-care thing is, oh yeah, mum needs a day off. They really fucking do. do because you know, of the work, um, because you don't have a t- time to stop. And it is something that is so, I don't know, like it's hard. Yeah, one thing that my mental health advisor was telling me, she has two kids and she said that it's about recognising when you start to dip and you start to feel low. I think it was, um, who was it who we interviewed who said it's great to have people looking out for you and seeing signs of if there's a change because sometimes you don't see it straight away. But also like recognise if there's a dip. So she said, you know, she turns to music if she's, struggling and music makes her happy and picks up her mood but when music won't make her happy anymore if she puts on her favorite song and it's not doing anything and she feels a bit numb to it that's when she's like okay I'm going down again and so she will say to her partner or if you don't have a partner someone that you trust you need the kids this afternoon because I need to go and have a few hours on my own Mm. and she's like that's so hard to do as a parent and that's the last thing you want to do but it's so important you do because if not the alternative isn't worth thinking about and I just that's it's so much easier said than done but it is it is true you've got to and you've got to communicate what you need which feels wild when you're like but I'm looking after this person but you also do need to be looked after too and take that time so I think that's that's helped me a little bit rather than just think because something that's confusing is I'll have these really high moments like Bear will just laugh at the dogs and I'm so Mm. happy and laughing but deep down, I'm really struggling. And it's really weird because it's like, I'll have that moment and I think, oh, I don't need an hour to myself because look at me, I'm laughing, I'm having a nice time. But when that stops, then mm. it, the thoughts mm. come back again and I think, I wish I would have taken that hour because I actually do need it. So it's about not ignoring it as mm. well because it's not going to go away. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, it's just, it's, um, oh God, I I know it's heavy and I, um, but I do think it's important that you know that we talk about this and also I think you know well done for you you're at the point where you're speaking to someone professional as well because that is really important because 
it's one thing hiding it and burying it but not being able to get any help and you know you also don't want to I think sometimes with the getting help thing it's like you don't want to feel like you're not coping and you Mm -hmm. don't want to but how many times have we heard like raising a child it takes a village I haven't got a village no (laughs) our village is there's three of us basically and I think that's a lot of people's scenario you know it's not like it used to be where you all live on the same close as your family and you know it's just it's different and you sort of you know and also you know women work now and you've got that to throw in the mix and that sounds I don't mean that but you know my mum didn't work when she had it was just so different yeah and I think um all these like cultural changes and shifts have happened in a good way for women but it's like the system has not caught up and you know we've made these amazing progressions and we're all going back to work and 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 we're all at work and we've got amazing careers and stuff but society you know people who haven't had kids and and a lot of men really probably don't understand Mm -hmm. you know the physical and mental aspect of needing to be there for your you know baby the whole time but also going back to work and and all of it and then like I say throwing these curveballs and it's just a lot yeah um society hasn't caught up no and I saw a tweet I got so angry at this tweet I had to I, you know when you write out a response and delete it uh, loads of times oh the amount of times the amount of I'm, times I've done a tweet and I delete them on the regular because I'm just yeah. like I can't I can't I've got it out and then I just, no, I can't deal with the backlash. Yeah, I thought I've not got the headspace to be attacked for this. but uh, So I just read comments of people that agreed with me and liked them instead. Um, nice. But it was some of the tweet has been deleted now, which is interesting. But it basically said, um, why don't people without kids get to take leave? We could really do that once a year. And some people were like, yeah, that's called a sabbatical. Or you yeah, can. that's called I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> But she was basically hinting, you know, maternity leave. Oh, it was a woman, leave. was it? It was a woman uh. on about maternity leave and people without kids should also be entitled to it. And the comments, there were so many. I've got to say, it was actually quite a lot of men that were saying um, maternity leave is not time off. <laughs> like, a lot of men said that, did they? Blimey. Yeah. I mean, she, she got quite destroyed. That's probably why the tweet's gone. Uh, and I'm not about trolling, but these people were right. Um, and yeah, it was like, this is not, what you don't understand is this isn't a holiday. This, is, you know, no. it's a break to go back to work. Yes, you need time off from work. Of course, you do. Go take your annual leave. Yeah, the the fact that anyone thinks maternity leave is a break. The thing is, is I didn't know until you have a baby, and I was discussing with this with my mum. No one does until you have a baby, really, that you understand like the absolute gravitas of it, and also. I think I'm quite guilty. Well, we're all quite guilty, aren't we, on social media? I reckon there's there's probably people without kids who think, oh, that looks really nice. You go for your dog walks every day and you go for a coffee with your baby mm. and it's all cute. Because I do only post the nice bits. I'm not going to post yeah. the bit. Because, you know, if Eden's screaming in the middle of the night like she was last night and wanted... I'm not getting my phone out to film that. Mainly because no. that's not, not in a good place. I'm not, yeah. not going to be... And I know some people do do that with social media and fair play to them, but that's yes. not... I don't even think to get my phone out. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, if Eden's, something's awful, you know, if we're having a struggle, the last thing I'm yeah. doing is going on Instagram. It's just not in my brain. Whereas if I'm having a lovely time, I'll be like, oh, this is nice. You know, so that is what, and I am guilty of doing that. So I imagine people probably think, oh, it looks lovely. But, and you know, a lot of it is. Let's not, yeah. look, this isn't all negative. It's just that it is a lot. And it's so yeah. hard to explain. You know, I had a couple of mates who don't have kids and 
a lot of my friends don't and and they were talking about how annoying it is that um some mums will leave meetings on the dot um yeah. because they've got kids and you know they'll work extra time and it's kind of hard to explain to them because mm-hmm. I don't want to sort of I get their frustration that must be really annoying but yes. also that parent will be like well I've got to go because I have to pick my kid up I can't I can't work till half five out of my yeah. hours I'm working till five on the dot and I I try and say to them just you say you've got to go at five don't yeah you don't have the excuse of a child but it makes no difference like yeah. just say no I've got something else on you yeah. know it's it's kind of I appreciate how you find it annoying but it's like your child is priority over absolutely everything no matter what your career is I'm sorry but that's the it, case and this and comes it has, down to humanity this, doesn't it it's a person it's a person that needs yeah. picking up but, <laughs> but, tiny. Do, but do you remember though before having kids you know I would probably think oh god that person they're always having time off yeah. to do stuff with the kid or whatever it's like bloody hell but you just don't understand unfortunately yeah. and there's not I don't know how you you know, that woman who did that tweet, you know, that came from a real place of frustration. She must be working with someone who's, you know, who she deems is taking the piss when actually, yeah. you know, well, she probably sees them having a, thinks they're having a nice time on maternity, sat on the sofa watching Lorraine in the, um, watching like Loose Women or something, which yeah. sometimes is part of it. But, you know, it's like... <laughs> not every um, day. No, but not every day. And it is relentless. And And perhaps you don't know everyone's full story, do you? And perhaps she is dealing with mental health stuff or perhaps she is struggling um, to get pregnant. You don't know what's going on in somebody's life. But I do think um, it it was a little ignorant. (laughs) Don't go for the mums because they're tired and they're angry. (laughs) Good luck. Who was she? Was it it a public figure or was it... I don't think so. Um, How did I it come up on your feed? I mean, I am interested, but you can tell me off. off yeah, off I'm pretty sure it wasn't a public figure. Uh, I don't think there was a tick next to her name. Um, interesting. But yeah, but then when you see she's removed it, and then clearly she felt bad about it. I am glad I didn't comment then and fuel that because you know it's just a tweet, but it did piss me off. Yeah. Wow. That's Twitter for you, isn't it? Look, I hope. Um, you know, I was when we had this chat the other night and we were both low ebbing. Um, I did think we should talk about this. And I hope it's not I don't want to scare people who are pregnant because it's just a bit of a roller coaster and it's so many, you know, we'll end on a positive. But um I just hope if you're, you know, at a similar stage as us and you're struggling, I know a lot of mums that are, you know, in the trenches still and mm-hmm. It will, it's not every day, you know, it's good and bad days, it's just at the moment. We're both at the same time going through a, a shitty spot and just like burnt out I think it's yeah. just like that um, and the best thing to do when you are in this if you get in this spot is say it yeah and own it and talk to someone about it a professional and loved ones yeah and that's the first bit of starting to deal with it and process it so that's all we're doing right now because we share everything yeah, I mean, Jenny's basically my therapist. Like we, when we had that <laughs> chat mine. the other night, it just feels better. It just feels better knowing you're not alone in it, doesn't it? Yeah. You're just like, oh, okay, I'm not like losing it. You know, it's um, 
it can be tough but like the nice thing is I was going to say like you know obviously spending a lot of time with my mum at the moment because she lives far away there's not been like that much of a she's met obviously Eden but only I don't know four or five times or something but because we spend quite intensive time she's really got to know her and it's been the loveliest thing ever and like to the point mum would be sitting in the lounge and Eden would leave me and she'd get to the doorway and, and like the first few days she'd just stand there and stare Aww. at her and then she'd walk in and now she like runs up to her and Aww. like grabs her and it's so it's honestly it's like me and my mum were saying well she's had a rough month you know there's so many positives in that you know we're getting Aww. to spend so much time with her and they're really building their bond and that is honestly like the most oh, heartwarming thing to see because yeah. you know it's a concern when you don't live near your mum see it's kind of um oh it's that's been that's been amazing so look there's always there's always um there's always positives you just gotta dig real deep sometimes to find Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.